Hello and welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast. In this show, we share tools, techniques, and ideas to help us all live more happy and fulfilled lives. In this episode, we have Chase Barron. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know I meant to release this episode a few weeks ago. I had some trouble with the editing software and everything going on with the coronavirus. Just kind of set things back a little bit, but here it is. Chase is a content creator. He is currently doing 30-day challenges the entire year of 2020 and talks a lot on his YouTube channel about habits, how to build better habits, and challenging the assumptions we have about the habits that we do have. So here is Chase Barron. So hi, Chase. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> oh, pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure to reconnect. This is uh, our first digital conversation, so I'm excited. Yeah, it is. From the same area originally, for people that don't know, uh, and you were at one point a filmmaker. Are you still a filmmaker? <sighs> I, I make YouTube videos now. I don't call them films. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm, well, I'm a video it's, maker. It's the new, new media. I said I call myself a new media producer now instead of because I make podcasts. I do this podcast and I do a bunch of other podcasts that I manage for other people. And I sometimes make YouTube videos. I edit YouTube videos for other people a lot. But yeah, my everything is like, I also make films, but I just say new media producer because it covers the whole gamut. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I might steal that because I often don't do know what to tell people, you know, yeah. what, what I'm creating. Because like you, you know, you pick up a gig here and there, you start doing photography, start doing videos, start editing a podcast. And today, like, there's a certain quality associated with the web that isn't quite being a filmmaker. So, yeah. so that whole content creator umbrella is right. kind of nice. Yeah. Content creator is good too. Kind of uh, for me, it's like a lot of the stuff I'm doing is for other people. So it's like, I'm not the face. That's where the calling it a producer comes in. But yeah, anyway, it all, <laughs> it all fits. Anyway, our lives have like <laughs> been like adjacent to each other basically since i met you i think you were still in high school when i met you uh, yeah you were playing for chasing the bands no that was a, an old band called the balcony scene which if anybody's yes. interested you can find them on spotify we uh we were like a little pop rock ensemble that actually ended up doing pretty well like we opened up for red jumpsuit apparatus after some time and stuff like it went well and then life happens and yeah <laughs> it's hard for happen. people to start bands when they're in high school and college like i have a lot of friends that are in bands that do that like they get relatively out of friend his band ended up touring with mayday parade and at once he graduated college they all just kind of went separate directions and it's like that happens a lot so anyway chase what is it that you're doing now tell me a little bit about what you're uh specifically you know i i wanted to i've been watching your youtube videos i'm really interested in a lot of the habit stuff and um, I'm just interested where you're at with that. Yeah, I guess like yourself, I'm very interested in living a healthy life, both physically and mentally and pursuing this knowledge on my own, you know, isolated, reading books, listening to podcasts forever was kind of getting old. So I just started to kind of document and film my journey towards improving my physical and mental health. Not that it was too far out of whack to begin with, but uh, I just started rolling a camera one day, uploaded a video, and somehow the second video I posted to YouTube just caught the algorithm and went kind of viral, which uh, was a nice <laughs> confidence yeah. booster right off the bat. And um, yeah, since then I've just, and then you just kind of been to trying to make to it a point to do. Yeah, then you have to try to try to live up to it. Um, <laughs> and it's funny how the algorithm works because you can create something that you think is the best thing you ever made, and and YouTube just laughs yep. at it and then something you might not even be proud of youtube just says 
let's let's put two million people in front of this. So, uh, yeah, but since uh, since that first video, I've just been making a point to document what I've been up to. I'm doing 12 different 30 day challenges this year and all of it kind of has a bit of a YouTube component. So so last year you did a couple of those challenges, right? Yeah, I was just kind of experimenting. I know that the 30 day challenge genre is a big thing in YouTube, which is why I wanted to try it out. There are also videos I really like to watch. So yeah, last year I just made up a couple and, and did them in a less structured way where I did yoga for 30 days and I did 100 burpees a day for 30 days, which was the one that really kind of took off. But this year, I have it more structured. And I like released a calendar online. And I'm telling people that if they want to participate, feel free at your own risk. And (laughs) I have a Patreon group where people talk about their experiences. And we do like these weekly round tables. And it's kind of just like a masterclass and habit formation for myself, which is like, you know, what is stopping everybody from from doing the things that they want to do and how is it affecting all of these different people, you know, not just myself anymore. So, so it's been interesting. Yeah. I mean, like I've talked about on the show before and obviously, like you said, I bring it up on my Instagram and stuff all the time. It's just like every habits is the core of everything. Uh, our, our brain is just like one big habit machine. So I think it's cool to focus on that the way that you are. Um, and I, I really love those 30 day challenge things and stuff on, on YouTube kind of inherently for that reason. It's a a cool thing to be watching you do that. And some of your stuff, a lot of your stuff last year was, was fitness, like physical health based, but this year you have a, a little bit more variety in the type of habits that you're talking about. Um, how did you come up with the habits that you did choose to put on that calendar for this year? Yeah, it's, it's stuff that I, that I really need to do. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the primary focus of of uh like the primary focus of the channel is health and mindfulness but it's it's mostly fitness like i i am my biggest ties are probably to physical fitness so all of that's in there for mm-hmm. my own experimentation things that i think are healthy interesting in the fitness world like running a little bit is something that i have been kind of neglecting because I'm a big proponent of like trying to build muscle, but also stay flexible and training those muscles with yoga and being mindful in that way. But so, so most of the challenges deal with my own interest in the physical body and how that relates to the mental side of things. But some of the challenges are selfish in a way that they're like, just for my personal growth, like the no headphone challenge Mm. Um, yeah that was a very specific one (laughs) yeah i need that um i am such a an audio content addict whether it's you know music or or podcasts that sometimes i find that keeps me from from being totally present with my work so so that month i I think is going to be insanely insightful and then like the no social media one too i've seen some people do and it all kind of comes down to it's either a physical or mental thing right i've done the no social media for a month before and that was i mean i wish that i could say that it just like fixed my social media addiction um but it has allowed me to be way since then i mean that's i think two years ago when i first did that and i've kind of done detoxes i call it since then where Mm -hmm. i'll just like block myself from all my social media i'll have someone change my passwords and stuff um for like a week 
And that's enough usually to kind of reset that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this is because it's crazy. You don't realize how much you're using it until you tell yourself not to use it or like you delete the apps from your phone. And then how often I pick up my phone to look at Instagram and realize like, oh, the app's not there. And just that breaking of that, the app not being there is enough to like make me mindful of the fact that I was just going to, I was just escaping to it, you know, because then it's like, okay, well, why did I just pick this up? Uh, You know, what was I looking at? And usually it's an escape. It's like, oh, I'm frustrated with something I'm working on or I'm bored or whatever. And (laughs) it's just like, cool, let me just mindlessly consume something. And there's so much to consume on the internet now. Oh, and that's the kind of perspective that you, that is the goal from 30 day challenges. Yeah. Like what you, the, the real reason that we're doing this is not for the challenge, but it's for what happens after the challenge, you know? And that's like kind of what that, 30 day social media detox did for you because you, you go through it and 30 days is is a long enough time to really see what it's like to have a habit instilled into your life. But if you don't want to keep it forever, because it's probably a little extreme, it's like, where can we find the halfway point between not thinking about our phones at all and then putting on the blockers and, and not using it at all? And there's somewhere in the middle that that going through the challenge helps you find, you know, to find balance, you got to go through those periods of, of imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're, you're indoctrinated, you're, you know, swimming in the one extreme, just kind of haphazardly because life works out that way for a lot of these habits. It's just like the sugar thing. It's just like you are, you, you your consumption habits aren't dictated by mindful choices. They're just dictated by this is how I was raised, or this is how the environment that I live in dictates this. And when you do those habits, they're to the extreme of the other end, but it allows you to break uh, and kind of just see it from a different angle and then choose then mindfully what in what way you want to have that um, appear in your life. Yeah, because if you don't know anything different, then you don't know. Like ignorance is bliss in a way because like our society is so built around how acceptable it is to just like wake up, drink this super sugary highly caffeinated drink and be super wired and then have another one midday so you're like caffeine rush sugar rush you're checking your phone constantly because that's just the norm and then like by the end of the day you probably worked so hard and you're so wired on caffeine and sugar that you need like a drink or two to go to bed and it's like such a weird system that we are okay with all of this and we're like also okay with not exercising along the way and i don't know it's just these (laughs) uh these societal norms that we've built aren't the healthiest and some of the stuff that's a challenge wouldn't even be a challenge if we were in a different part of the world so some of them aren't even that extreme which is it's just interesting you bring that up that that yeah you're just kind of raised into this world that breeds like sugar and caffeine addictions and cell phone addiction it's just kind of uh just kind of becoming the norm yeah yeah our whole society is built around like this dopamine addiction you know like it's it's the it's because it's the easiest one to hack as it's the easiest brain like chemical system to use in order to get people to buy stuff (laughs) and our system is ruthlessly capitalistic yeah and i'll tell you something um this month is a, a zero sugar and artificial sweeteners challenge which i've since i'm into fitness i've never been a guy to like consume a ton of sugar but i have been like letting myself have like, you know, proteins that are sweet. And I've been adding stevia to my coffee every day. And I, I've been overdoing it in certain like 
artificial but better artificial regards but regardless it's still even if it's stevia and monk fruit like it's still a dopamine hit um but i've noticed that since yeah cutting out all the artificial sweetness i'm checking my phone less too because i'm getting less like dopamine hits throughout the day because it used to be that a cup of coffee mm-hmm. was like this sweet thing and you know like you have that you suck it down it's gone it's like where am i getting my dopamine now so i'll check my phone a little bit but I noticed that if I just keep those levels kind of at bay, I'm not seeking as much. I'm not on the constant roller coaster, that constant, you know, trigger happy hunt, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I think some people look at that and they think like, why deprive myself of all of these, uh, you know, sweet things, whether it's, you know, the media that I consume or the sugary foods or the whatever it is. And I think you know, a lot of people just don't know what it's like to not have those things. So they don't really understand that, like, there's a difference between this, like, short-term hit of pleasure and a, like, more sustained sense of fulfillment is the only word I can really think of it, Um, which I use that word maybe too much. But what I've noticed is, is, like, the less that I'm pleasure seeking for the moment, the more overall satisfaction I feel with my life, which is a weird thing that doesn't seem like that should be the way that it is, but it just is kind of how the the human brain works. Yeah, it's um, I like to call it delayed gratification um, versus instant gratification, which is the way that I've always kind of looked at it. That like you can seek instant gratification, but it's easy to get, and f- for some reason, we can be told this a million times, but it's literally about the journey more so than it is about that finish line and yeah well and with instant gratification there's like a there's there's a there's a um like diminishing returns so it's quick 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 and it just like i don't know if you've ever kind of like got yourself stuck in a binge where you're watching netflix and eating sugary foods and i do it sometimes when i like kind of burn myself out i'll just go in this like total binge of you know just anything that feels good is like an instant uh, gratification and then I'll end up after a day of doing that or something just sitting there completely numb and just like well there's literally nothing else that can yeah. top like it's just that bar has been set and unless I go do some like crazy drugs it's not gonna and even then you know if you do go do that then eventually you get hit that bar and it's like okay there's nothing else yeah because you're not thinking about the journey at all at that point you're just thinking about gratification and it the, the returns definitely diminish I mean I, and they, uh, I guess the returns of instant gratification are more pronounced when you aren't seeking it or addicted to it all the time. For example, since cutting out sugar, I recently, I mean, it was uh, Valentine's Day and me and my girlfriend went out to dinner and we got a cheese plate, which I thought was all good, which I think was all good. But one of the cheeses like had pureed blueberries in it. And I mm. just had a piece of that. And to me, it tasted like a wild berry pop tart, like <laughs> so out of this world sweet. And I'm like, is this really that sweet? She was like, no, it's 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 not that bad. But, um, you know, when you get totally off for a while, uh, it it's really surprising how much you can enjoy the things that you used to kind of take for granted when you were indulging a little too much. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest benefit of it. I mean, besides the obvious like overall health benefits you might get from one of those 30 day challenges, it's just seeing it from a different perspective allows you to appreciate. I mean, it might help you to actually adjust those habits so you're not overdoing it, but it also helps you appreciate, you know, when you do have 
sugar or you do use social media, you're using it in a more purposeful way, which then makes it feel because there is a purpose to all of those things. Like every habit that we have served us at some point. There's a reason mm-hmm. that it started. It's just when we're not paying attention to it and we allow it to just spin out of control, it stops serving us in those ways. But allowing it to, you know, be part of your life in a healthy way is okay for some things. Some things I'm <laughs> some things people get into. You probably should just cut that out completely. But a lot of stuff, it's like moderation is everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's uh that's true for habits that we add to our lives, such as, you know, the the social media. Like from an evolutionary perspective, it just totally makes sense that we want calorie dense foods, we want to be stimulated, yeah. we want to be accepted socially. And it also makes sense that we want to preserve energy by not moving, that you know, we don't want to take cold showers because they're uncomfortable. It's all of this stuff that makes total sense. Like if you follow the trail, I mean, no wonder we're fueled on caffeine and sugar and very sedentary today. I mean, that's, that's a great way to, uh, you know, preserve survival of the, the coziest. Evolutionarily <laughs> speaking, we have to be, you know, we have to be fit enough to avoid predators and we have to preserve enough energy to sustain life. But um, we just kind of ran out of predators. So there's not a lot of reasons yeah. to, to stay fit anymore. So it, it's easy to see how things can spiral out of control. We're just not yeah, really I mean, hard, we, hardwired for this world. Exactly. We, instead of evolving, I always talk about how instead of evolving physically, humans have changed a little bit over the last 10,000 years or so, but mostly We've kind of stunted physically and built tools in a society to fix all of the like potential downsides to a point where we've just kind of rounded the entire edges. And not that I'm one of those people that like the world needs to be tougher and like people need to suffer more. But I do think that we need to pay attention to the fact that things that, like you said, it, it makes evolutionary sense. Uh, so it's not necessarily like you shouldn't feel like, oh man, I'm such a loser because I love sugar or I don't like to exercise or I no. acceptance from other human beings. Like those are natural things. Those are good things. It's just, we need to keep them in check in our modern society where those things are abundant, overly abundant. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you can't feel guilty about, and sugar is such a good example. Yeah. Um, I loved just as a metaphor for everything, but, but sugar specifically, it's just, you can't feel guilty for wanting to binge on a tub of chocolate ice cream. It's like, imagine if a caveman, you know, where we spent most of our evolutionary time found a a jar of Ben and Jerry's, like he would be housing that. (laughs) And the problem is, you know, I I used this clip in a video recently where, where this, this pygmy tribe had to climb a 200 foot tree to get their hands on honey. And, you know, they would climb this tree and along the way, they're getting stung by tons of bees and they're just still climbing in the heat and like they're sweating and covered in bee stings by the time they actually get the honey. And then they have to bring it down the tree. They have to share it with everybody because it's like this big community event. And it's like, wow, you could seriously go to the grocery store right now (laughs) and buy 10 pounds of sugar for like a quarter of the effort that that guy put into the honey thing it's it's nuts yeah it's just so easy now to see what people would do to get sugar and and then 
what we have to do, which is which is literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's everything. That's basically most of our needs. There's some, you know, the things the things we're dealing with are more abstract. You know, the things that stress us out, and I think that's probably why we are so we seem so overly stressed is because we don't really know how to deal with the stresses of modern life because they're different than what we were evolved for. And but I think getting some of these basic habits in check can help deal with all of those other parts of life. Like I said, the social media thing was huge for me. Yeah, so much of the stress is imaginary. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, if you sat in a white room with nothing going on, like y- your mind would pull from the past, um, anticipate the future, and Create you would just be stressed. The never actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you, you will be stressed no matter what, unless you... Unless you, you practice uh, mindfulness. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the whole point of... Which is funny because that's, you know, when the Buddha like wrote down all of this stuff or taught all yeah. of this stuff about, you know, relieving Dude, the path suffering. To, the human to mindfulness. It's just nothing new. It's an, oh, it's it traces back as far as, as human consciousness. I mean, people have always been trying to integrate mindfulness into their lives. And I think that's a good word to use for what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have this incredible ability to be purposeful about the way we use our brain. It's just, it's a practice muscle. You know, it doesn't come as there's so many, there's so many other portions of the brain, anxiety, depression, just different systems in the brain that are working against your natural, uh, like a conscious ability to control your own brain. And again, it's not that there's, there's a reason those are there. At some point those were serving us. Now they've just kind of, when we become so comfortable as a society, they just spiral out of control. And looking at it and being aware and saying, yeah, I don't need to be stressed right now. Like I need to do enough effort to like, you know, keep making money and put food on my table, but I don't need to like be freaking out all the time. No, Easier no. said than done. It, it's the same thing with how like generally the, the amount of muscle mass on humans is, is declining could because like we don't have to train anymore. Like there's no reason like in a, in a primitive society, we would just be fit walking around because of the way that it was hard to find food and we had to exert ourselves. But nowadays we have to train physically to achieve like a healthy lifestyle, but because that's just countering the environment. Um, but I think we also have to train mentally and it's really hard mm-hmm. for people to understand that like the mind is a muscle and you legitimately have to train it to combat the environment that it is exposed to. But since the uh, since the results of that training yeah. are less obvious, um, I think a lot of people, you know, that if you want to get your life together, I think a lot of people would like start in the gym. But it's also like, dude, you could just start by sitting on the floor and trying to be still in a room for twenty minutes and see what Focus happens. Focus your attention, train your attention like a muscle. It's, yeah. I'm- that's where I'm coming at. I'm I'm now shift as I've gotten better at that. I'm shifting to trying to make exercise a more common part of my life because it's not. <laughs> at all. I used to play sports, and it's just like without sports, I have no motivation to exercise at all. But I did, you know, just sitting on that mat and like learning to train your attention and look at your brain from kind of an outside observer perspective. That's been life changing. So. Hopefully I can also get kind of the same benefits from physical exercise. Man, if you can integrate the two, which I'm really trying to do, and I'm, I'm actually at a point in my life where I'm trying to 
actively trying to build muscle, like a quote unquote bulking. But um, uh, I'm really enjoying integrating the two. Like for what I'm doing right now, I occasionally go on like a long walk and I do these like walking meditations where you just focus on different aspects of the walk of your body, of your feet on the concrete or the the Mm -hmm. path or you spend time focusing on the sites above and then at your level and then below and you just focus on all these different things. And it's a really great integration of, of mindfulness and physical activity. And like the same thing applies for even if you happen to find yourself in a gym, like dude, focus on every single rep and like think about the muscles engaged and feel them. And it's like such a great way to feel your body. And it's super woo woo and Zen. And like half the guys in the gym are just like, wearing a backwards hat, like waiting to chug protein. But I'm like, no, feel your, feel this in, in every inch of your muscle. And it's, it can be, um, I think the two worlds are, are married uh, in a way that's hard to describe. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Chase. So if people are interested in this, these 30 day challenges you're doing, um, plug your uh, website, YouTube, wherever you want to direct people to. Yeah. If you want to keep up with the 30 day challenges, go to chasebaron.com. There is a link, a button. I'm going to go there right now so I can talk about it. (laughs) Chasebaron.com. And I'll put this down in the show notes too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. The website's very minimalist. Just go straight to it. You can get the 2020 challenge calendar. And it also has links to my Instagram, YouTube, Gmail, and even Spotify for some old music projects like we talked about. So everything's up at Chasebaron.com. Cool. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about before we head off? It's just exciting to be on the show with you because like we both grew up in the same area. And I think that I'm really grateful to grow up in a small town such as that. I don't want to like start another tangent conversation, but it's just one thing that I would, would never change about my life is, is growing up in that small town community. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. There's... I miss it a lot. <laughs> there's things in the city too, that when I'm, when I moved back to Dubois, I missed the amount of stuff there is to do i guess there's something special about small towns especially because just the impact that you can make is like really noticeable and that was really cool yes it's funny because like the same types of projects we are working on now but since we are we have now become smaller fish in bigger seas whereas in a small town it's easy to be a big fish and it's easy to have an impact and it's easy to to know your community members too like there are Mm -hmm. so many pros and cons of, of both scenarios but I, I noticed that, you know, integrating myself into city life, I can easily pick out people that grew up in small towns. And um, oh, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's very insightful, something that I'm glad we share and that I'm glad we got to experience for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Happy You're Here podcast with Chase Barron. Again, you can check out his website at Chase baron.com the link to that will be down in the show notes below wherever you are listening and don't forget if you want to follow the show a little bit closer you can always go to the happy you are here dot life website and sign up for the newsletter the only time we use the newsletter is to post information about the new episodes coming out and thank you again for listening happy you're here see you next week mm-hmm.